You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara. Featuring Ryan Botcher and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. Or Bogish Bilotti, Botcher, Boyle, and Intern Brook. It's a, another day, another week without DA. He's got you on the Jim Rome Show, noon Eastern, here on CBS Sports Radio. Watch him as well at CBS Sports Network. For now, Two hours left of us here on all these great stations across the country on CBS Sports Radio and through Odyssey, the Odyssey app, Sirius XM, Channel 158. Hello if you're watching us, watchda.com on YouTube or even maybe on Twitch. Still got a lot to do in these two hours, including more on college expansion. Tyson Alger, who writes now for the I-5 Corridor, formerly of The Athletic, will join us from the Oregon perspective. And we've got... An entire new line of Oregon questions for Tyson in our last hour since Oregon-Oregon State rivalries mean nothing. It's over. It's a waste of time. Settle your Civil War and move on. Learn to hate Indiana basketball. That's the new quest for the Oregon Ducks as they head to the Big Ten with their friends from Washington. We'll get to Anthony Davis re-upping, extending with the Lakers. Again, that LSU newfangled injury report as a hat tip to those who bet on Tiger football, especially that all-time classic LSU A&M. Can't wait for that one if they play it this year. On that day, they always play it. No, nope. Joni classic. <laughs> <laughs> the winner gets Joni for a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it I up right now. I hope they play. I hope they play. Dude, I guarantee you if I look up just the last six meetings, you have like some fantastic games that decided college football playoffs between these two. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rubber stamp that one as a, as a Pat Boyle guarantee. Okay. By the way, LSU plays A&M Saturday, November 25th. Oof. Thanksgiving weekend. You're not giving that. That's the last weekend of the season. You're not giving that to LSU-Alabama, which yeah. is a great rivalry. But they're putting LSU-A&M final weekend of the season, Thanksgiving weekend, and it's going to be a packed house even with everybody, all the kiddies home for Thanksgiving. I guarantee you, LSU-A&M at Tiger Stadium in Death Valley is a sold-out crowd. Can I ask you who Alabama is playing that day? Auburn. Because why? Iron Bowl's good. Okay. I'm not, I'm just, not, just not look, I'm not knocking, like, the significance of those games. I'm not knocking rivalries themselves. I acknowledge they exist. But I'm saying it's not like it's the end-all, be-all, and it's not like a lot of these aren't more than tradition. There are certain rivalries that are good. But 
rivalries can be for, rivalries can be created, rivalries can be changed it because they're more so tradition than anything else. And the fact that the whole thing that everybody's up in arms and a hullabaloo over college conference football and conference realignment because that you're ruining rivalries and the sport is going to die, you're an idiot because you're still going to sit on your fat ass every Saturday and watch the games and you're going to care about them. And the fact that there's going to be 12 teams going into the college football playoff means that all these games matter that much more and you're going to have the best teams in the country playing each other rather than Oregon rolling over pipsqueak Washington State. Don't even try to sell me on Oregon-Washington State being any kind of rivalry because it's I wouldn't. not. It's not. Exactly, but they're yeah. in the same conference. They play right. each other almost every year. No, I'm focused on Oregon-Oregon State. Or whoever the pipsqueaks of the Pac-12 that Oregon was playing every year. And just to, you know, to continue the conversation, I was looking up some of the all-time college football rivalries. Uh-huh. BYU and Utah is apparently one of them. Why? To see who, what's the rivalry. Who has more wives as a Mormon? <laughs> who can soak the longest? Some of these are stupid. Some of these they've played a hundred times. I couldn't care less about them. You know what's a real rivalry? Notre Dame versus Michigan. They've only played 40 times, and they don't play each other anymore. You can create a rivalry. You can create a rivalry within 10 years because of tradition and because of great games. I'm dying on this hill today, Bogus. That's fine. Don't forget, there are two poll questions today. The official one is about the nickname, the official nickname that we should use for the Packers GM since no one can handle his last name. The unofficial one, at DA Show Quotes, uh, is picking Boyle's new favorite college rivalry. It may be A&MLSU. You never know. But that is one of the choices. In the meantime, let us get to, I guess, a, some form of rivalry in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, in fact, on our studio TV right now, throwing passes as the Jets quarterback, which leaves Jordan Love to be the Packers QB. And we are waiting to see... Jordan Love in that role long-term over multiple games and see if the Packers did the right thing, so to speak, in even drafting Jordan Love, which led to the divorce with Aaron Rodgers, which led to our now current situation. And to set the table for this conversation, we are going to use my good buddy, Adam Schein, longtime radio host at Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, and also... Not is it Monday through Thursday only? Or do they do a Friday show on CBS Sports Network? Time to shine. I don't know well enough. I apologize for that. But on one of the shows last week, working off of an athletic story written um, midweek last week, kind of recapping Packer practices, Matt Schneiderman wrote it, uh, and it was not the most glowing write-up of Jordan Love and the Packer offense. And this is dated last Tuesday, so it's almost a week old now. It wasn't, wasn't, you know, a love letter, but it also wasn't a complete takedown. It became, though, a complete takedown on Time to Shine with Adam. I loathe love, despise love. I mean, everyone looks great during preseason practices, except apparently for Jordan Love who, by his own admission, has struggled. And you have players on defense calling out the offense. And just take a look at these notes, according to Matt Schneidman, from his piece in The Athletic. I mean, this is a flat-out debacle. It's also predictable, because Jordan Love can't play football. Simple as that. So, if you're new to Adam... He's not new to exaggeration. 
The first thing he says there is, I loathe Jordan Love. I don't know why he'd hate Jordan Love, but that's the word choice he used. And then he said, Jordan Love can't play football. This is a debacle. And that led, the strength of those words led to some defense of Jordan Love, including from some Packer players, one of whom uh, critiqued Shine's wardrobe and his eyeglasses, basically saying, you're not qualified to have this take on my quarterback. And again, I think I read the piece after I watched Adam's clip, and I there's not great things in there. But I don't know if there's anything there that says that Jordan Love can't play football. So somewhere in between Jordan Love's really good and Jordan Love can't play football is where Jordan Love exists right now. And it is one of the key questions in at least the NFC this year because the Packers were a good defensive team last year. I forget the stat, but if they when they allowed 17 points or less last year, which they did often, they won. The problem was Rodgers' offense was limited for a number of reasons, some of which were him. And they could not outscore teams when it got anywhere close to a shootout. So the Packers' defense is legitimate. So if the offense improves even that much more, where they can make up for an off-defensive game, then the Packers can be an actual you know, a threat in the NFC North. But we have no idea what Jordan Love is. We have only seen Jordan Love in bits and pieces. We've seen Jordan Love when teams haven't had time to necessarily prep for him. We saw Jordan Love once... Andy Reid saw it and then forgot about it when he was asked about it the next season. He didn't remember facing Jordan Love. So there's there's nothing really to go on here. And even this weekend, Jordan Love, it was family night, whatever they call it at Lambeau, and they put a scrimmage on, and Love started like one of five, missed a couple of easy throws, got better, then they did a two-minute drill, and they messed up the snap on the first two-minute drill. So... Matt LaFleur restarted the whole thing to give Jordan Love a chance to actually, and the offense a chance to do the drill, and they went down the field and they scored points. So it's good, it's bad, it's in between. It sounds like a guy who hasn't yet fully been an NFL starter. That's still learning on the job, figuring things out. I don't think it does him any help that there isn't a Packer wide receiver older than 25 on that roster. It doesn't have to be Devontae Adams, obviously, but... Maybe if there was just somebody with a little more experience, with a little more, what's the right word? Anything that that could help Jordan Love, that Jordan didn't have to be the oldest, most experienced voice in the room if he had a guy that knew the offense that could make his job easier because he's that good and that experience in the NFL, that would be a huge, huge thing for Jordan Love. That guy doesn't exist right now on the Packer roster. So Jordan Love, on top of being new to the position, there's extra leadership required of him, and I think a little less infrastructure help around him as they try to figure this out. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. It sounds like Trey Lance in San Francisco is the bigger miss right now than Jordan Love is, but Jordan Love is required, at least in my mind, to be very good because drafting Jordan Love was basically the final nail in the Aaron Rodgers coffin. When they drafted him, and then whoever you talk to, didn't tell Aaron at all or didn't tell him early enough, whatever the communication issue was, all those things together was really the confirmation this was ending soon in Green Bay. The Packers, and they had to know to a certain extent what they were doing by bringing in the theoretical next quarterback, and they know they did it with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and it worked well, but there's no guarantee that it would work well again, and Rodgers is not Favre. 
and it led to an ugly divorce, a sloppy divorce, and here we are waiting on what Aaron, what Jordan Love is going to be, and he's got to be good. They've already reworked his deal to give them an out a year earlier than they could have. And he signed off on that, thinking that the flip side is, if I if I do my job, they're going to pay me and all things will be fine. But they've already reconfigured his contract to give themselves the ability to, after just this year, to go back in the quarterback market. Or if the wheels really fall off, to draft one early in a QB-rich draft next spring. But at the very least, a middling season middling performance from Jordan Love, they can get rid of him and start from scratch through free agency. But even redoing that contract, it's smart business, but they did it because they thought maybe they're going to need to actually move on from him after just one year. So there's plenty of evidence and smoke to think this is not going to go well. And the reports have not been perfect, uh, and they have not been all positive, that's for sure. But I don't think it's time just yet to loathe Jordan Love and said that he can't play football. But if, man, he can't play football, they're going to look worse. And what if Rodgers continues to play good football with the Jets and Green Bay lives in a world where they could have still had Aaron Rodgers, they could have avoided all of this drama, maybe things work out differently, maybe it's Rodgers giving them back $35 million at this point to sign, to keep somebody else, add somebody new, whatever it may be. Instead, the Jets have this new, great teammate, selfless guy, giving money back. Hey, you want to get Dalvin Cook? Here's here's 35 mil. Go get Dalvin Cook. We need help here. I got you. I just gave you 35 mil back. Going to shows, hanging out. He's calling plays in Zach Wilson's ear, walking him through the Hall of Fame game last week. And the Packers are dealing with daily reports of Jordan Love being good sometimes and bad others and guys on national TV and national radio saying that they loathe him and that he can't play quarterback. It's good times in Green Bay. It's the bed they made. I can I can understand at some point being as good as Aaron might be, and maybe he's got two or three more years in him that he's just too much to handle. We've got to move on. I get that. But you got to be right on the back end. you got to be right on the next guy. And, again, not the most confidence-inspiring report so far to Lambeau on what Jordan Love is. And that division, I I don't see how the Lions aren't the pick unless you really want to love the Packer D and you're on the positive side of Jordan Love or you think Minnesota can do something again. But so much of what Minnesota did last year seems unrepeatable. Their ridiculously good record in one-score games, that's not a thing you do year in and year out. That's normally a number that goes back to the middle. So they could be equally as bad in those spots this year as they were good last year, and then this year looks like 7-9, to nine, or whatever it is now, 7-10. and 10. I'm still not used to factoring in for 17 games when predicting schedules. And, you know, the Bears are similar to the Packers. They've made some significant changes. Some, they just now are adding pieces still here late in training camp, help their defense. But I don't know what, what Justin Fields is yet, and that ultimately decides their fate. So you've got Fields, and you've got Love, And you've got Kirk Cousins as the main objections to the Lions winning the NFC North and kind of continuing to fulfill all of this uh, Dan Campbell prophecy. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Some NBA news here getting deep in the summer. There's some NBA action almost with uh, Team USA prepping for, I think this is the FIBA World Cup in the Philippines. Uh, but we got Anthony Davis signing a new contract with the Lakers. Was that the right thing to do for the Lake Show? We'll do that next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Also, America got real fat. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Still are. Welcome back into the show. It's Bogus, Bilotti, Boyle, Botcher, Brooke here as well. You're with us at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We spent a lot of time this morning either defending or tearing down college rivalries after the latest batch of expansion and realignment. And Boyle has really stepped in it, just crushing, pulling apart all of the rivalries that you care about across this great country. Steven and SC tweets him, Boyle seems angry. He must not have had any lady friends this weekend. That's a fair question. It's a good thought. Maybe pick up a phone, Boyle, when these ladies call. But along those lines... Wait, hold on. Who said that? Uh, Steven and SC. He would be incorrect. Okay, well, good for you. But there is then this. And now you've really... This is... You're going to have to fix this. Okay. Okay. The former Roxy with an F, I think was her Twitter handle. Is that I, her? I think so. Roxy with an R. Roxy with an F. Has changed her Twitter handle to Aunt Joni. Responding, rivalries do exist, Pat Boyle. That's one of your faves. If you've angered her, you got to walk back a little bit. <laughs> Roxy can kick Roxy's. Whoa, that's a family divided. She can kick rocks. What, what rivalry is there in San Diego? Oh. The, Az- the Aztecs playing. Yeah, who? who is theirs? Now, they want a rival. They wanted to be in the Pac-12. Now, there isn't a Pac-12 to go to. Good exactly. thing the Mountain West rescinded that uh, yeah. termination letter. Let them back in. Who is Whoops. San Diego State's big rival? Who uh, the hell's in the Mountain West? It's. I mean, is it UNLV? I, I suppose. I don't know who they would declare their rival. I don't know what their A&M LSU tradition is there. Fresno State? 
Could it be? That's what I just Googled it. All right. I mean, get lost. So Anthony Davis has a new contract with the Lakers. He signed this Friday afternoon, I think it happened, after we were done with the show. It was the first day he was eligible to sign it. And they had a window from now until uh, the the new season began to get this done. He's not uh, a pending free agent. There were two years left on his initial, on his current deal. So they tack on more. It's a max deal, but it's not a true max deal. It's for, I think, $186 million. It's an obscene amount of money because that's what the NBA does these days. Whatever. The question for me was, initially, why would you do this? If I'm the Lakers and I'm looking at this from a negative Anthony Davis perspective, I'm okay with Anthony Davis being lined up with the exit of LeBron James, which is coming in a year or two, depending on what LeBron wants to do playing-wise, where Bronny is, I guess, now health-wise and playing-wise, too. I would, to me, my first thought was LeBron goes, Anthony Davis goes, and I go figure things out from there with all of this new space. Because I just, I... Can you count on Anthony Davis? I mean, he's locked in. It feels like to miss a third of the season no matter what. And, you know, we were going crazy celebrating the fact in the postseason that he played 26 consecutive games. His longest such streak as a Laker. That's not good news. And and I'm the guy that protects, you know, resting players and load management. Like, I get the need for that. But it can become too much. And usually it's kind of temporary, right? Like manage Kawhi Leonard as he's coming back from a torn ACL. Manage this guy who's coming back from a sprained knee, a bum foot. But the guys who just need to be managed across the board all the time, like they're the concern. And Anthony Davis is on that list. It's always something. It can be little things. It can be big things. But there's always something with Anthony Davis. And again, the fact that we noted that he played 26 consecutive games into the playoffs as news is exact confirmation of that. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. You should play 26 or 27 or 30 games in a row at a clip with ease and then maybe get a random Tuesday in OKC off to rest at this point in your career. So again, I'm fine with losing LeBron and Anthony Davis and starting again. I think that's the way I would have gone about this if I was Rob Palenka and the Lakers. That Anthony Davis is a very good number two. LeBron wanted him. Sometimes he doesn't want him anymore, but LeBron wants him. LeBron needs him. They work well together. I've won a title. I don't think either one of them is done, all things considered. Let's run this back as long as I've got LeBron. But once I don't have LeBron anymore, then I don't need Anthony Davis anymore. And we'll start from scratch, even though that might suck for a little bit. But these are the Lakers, and it's also the new NBA, and it's hard in just straight free agency to find marquee players. What you have to do is you have to trade for them after they've signed to stay with somebody, and then they don't want to stay there anymore. The problem for the Lakers is they don't have the players, the draft picks, any assets to make one of those trades. You know, if they were in that in this spot now looking for a new franchise guy, they don't have the ability to trade for Damian Lillard. A couple of years from now, I mean, you pick a guy who who knows who it could be, Giannis in Milwaukee, anybody, any of these guys can change their mind within 18 months. But they don't have the ability to go get one of those players. They already have one, kind of, in Anthony Davis. 
because when he was healthy, playing 26 consecutive games and like 29 of 30 at one point through two and a half postseason rounds, Anthony Davis is pretty damn good. He can still average almost 30 points a game. He's going to get you 10-plus rebounds. He is still a good passer, and he's an elite defender. The Lakers are an elite defensive team, especially late in the season when they made their turnaround. We thought maybe they were going to make the playoffs, and then they got in, and they won a couple of rounds. They were doing that with defense first, and their defense circles around him as a rim protector. So you put together the circumstances, the lack of assets, the overall lack of high-end free agent talent that's available to remake your roster, and the good things that Anthony Davis actually does on the floor, and all of a sudden, three years and $186 million? And it's based, and you can do the math, or maybe you can't. That's He's going to get $62 million a year. Um, it actually makes sense. It also makes financial sense in, had Davis opted out of his current deal, and they signed him to a new one altogether, that could have been the Jalen Brown con- uh, contract, some version of five years, $304 million. He could have done that right now, or I think maybe after this season. And then, therefore, they save like $70 million. Because now with this three-year extension at 186 tacked on to the two that were still left, they're going to pay him 240-something or 230-something. So they're saving $70 million by doing it this way. Again, that both scenarios require you signing him, which I'm not necessarily sure they had to do, but they were going to do it. So if you're going to do it, you might as well save $70 million here along the way. That's what they did. I still think at some point soon, regret might not be the exact right word, but there's going to be another Anthony Davis injury. There just there always has been. It's coming. It would also matter less if you didn't have to manage LeBron, but LeBron needs managing, and LeBron is now collecting long-term significant injuries. So now you may have stretches again where your two best guys, your two all-world guys aren't there. But sometimes you're just you're just handcuffed, and they're kind of handcuffed to the Lakers, and Davis is still good enough to warrant some commitment, so they make it. And these two guys are together for at least the next two years or at least the next year, I guess, with LeBron's future kind of on a year-to-year basis. So it was not my first thought. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a good move. But when you think about it, it's actually not a terrible move, Boyle, although Anthony Davis is one of the guys you can count on the least in the NBA, and that's that's just not going to change. I mean, what, what were they going to do, though, right? They have to sign him, especially because they have no idea what LeBron is doing after this year, right? I mean, right, and he becomes you, the guy. Now you're holding, you know, you're, you're holding your breath, crossing your fingers that Bronny is able to stay healthy after the cardiac arrest. Scary incident that he suffered, but assuming that he goes through this season at USC and stays healthy and is NBA draft eligible and is the prospect we all thought he was and goes number one overall... What's LeBron doing? He's got a player option for next year. If he wants to follow Bronny and play with him like he has said he wants to do for, what, the last five years now, not a given that LeBron is staying in L.A. So if LeBron leaves, and, I mean, let's be honest, what is LeBron going to look like in another year or two from now? He's already starting to slow down. He's still an excellent point guard. He's still a top-ten player in in the league when he's healthy. Um, But you got to do something, right? Especially because they they re-signed a bunch of their free agents in the offseason. They've had a great offseason. They have. you got to give it to Rob Palenka. 
when all seemed lost this time 12 months ago with Russell Westbrook and the <laughs> disaster that they looked like to open the season, uh, now they, they're in a much better spot, right? They signed Gabe Vincent. They re-signed Austin Reeves. Uh, I like their first-round draft book of Jalen hood Shafino from Indiana. So I, I think they've got a pretty solid team. So who are you going to now you know, use to bolster up around those guys? Anthony Davis. I mean, we saw what an absolute monster he was in the playoffs this year. If they didn't run into the Denver Nuggets, who were one of the best playoff-performing teams in recent memory, right. they're going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, they dismantled Golden State. They right. dismantled them. I think that was a miracle that series went, what, six, right? That series went six? Yeah. I don't think it went seven. No. Anthony Davis was the best player on the court in most of the Lakers games this year, and then they ran into Nikola Jokic, who has just become an absolute right. machine in Serbian skin. And he didn't... He got outplayed by Jokic. He didn't get embarrassed by Jokic. No, not at all. But, but I mean, he had several five-block games. I mean, 30-point, 20-rebound games. He is still just as every bit as good as he always was with New Orleans. And when his and when they won the championship in the bubble, even now at age, what, 30? The thing is with AD is it's always, can he stay healthy? You're waiting for the injury. You're waiting for the 30, the, the five-week injury. We'll pull the hamstring. You're waiting for that, right? And that's probably still on the table. But as long as they can stay uh, keep their heads above water this year, you know, they they still went to the the Western Conference Finals by being what the seven seed. Yeah, when we so, thought they might not even make it all together. We think maybe maybe in seeding now not meaning as much as the last couple of years when you had to be the one seed, you had to have home court advantage. But as, if they get a top five, top six seed and avoided the playing tournament, and the AD is able to play sixty games, you're expecting him to be the monster he was again in the postseason last year. And look, all the contracts in the NBA are ridiculous now, right? $60 million for Jalen Brown, $62 million a year for Anthony Davis. That's that's the price of doing business. I mean, it's, I'd rather pay Anthony Davis $60 million than Russell Westbrook. So they had to pay him. They have to have him commanding the paint and being the guy to go to in the in in you know inside and grabbing 15 rebounds a game and being that defensive presence that he is. He's still one of the best defensive centers in the NBA. Uh, so I this was... They, they had to do this. They had to pay AD, and I still think they're a force in the West this year. Yeah, what's this saying? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't? That's, a, that's something, right? Pete shaking his head, yes. Yeah, I've heard that. Something like that. And that's that's what they're signing up for here. They know Anthony Davis. They know what's going to be asked of them to prepare him and keep him healthy and play without him. And when he's healthy and fully involved, he is a top 10, top 15 player in the NBA. Two years from now, though, if he needs to become their number one guy, maybe he's enticing to somebody else to come join and replace LeBron and take LeBron's money and be the other, you know, maybe be 1A to 1B. That's for down the road. Right now, he's their best mode of success. Just you're signing up for for some some heartache, some extra, some extra anxiety around his frailty. Because he also seems to get hurt in random ways, random falls. I know Bill Ryder calls him Humpty Dumpty, uh, and that does kind of fit at times. But sometimes you've got no other choice, and their choice here was starting from scratch, which is really hard to do, or hoping, fingers crossed, that Anthony Davis takes you through, he's the bridge guy, to your post-LeBron tenure. And that's what they chose to do. If I'm the Lakers, post-LeBron, the player I'm worried about most is D'Angelo Russell. Because they got him from Minnesota in that trade. He was really good in the beginning, and then he... Faded. He was invisible in that postseason. He was a detriment for them. And was angry about it. Yes. What, how, how could you be angry? You sucked. You couldn't make a shot. You couldn't make a great <laughs> pass. You're turning the ball over left and right. You were doing nothing. You were giving nothing defensively. 
So they got to be worried about him. I'm worried about D'Angelo Russell for the next two, three years of the Lakers, more so than Anthony Davis. And then also on top of that, now that everybody knows that Austin Reeves can shoot, is seeing if he can replicate what he did last year. It's time for headlines, and I think stunned to a news. So here's Boyle. All right, folks, and Aunt Joni, uh, let's start with the NFL news that we got over the weekend since I skimped out on football the last two hours. Uh, So Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, if you haven't been paying attention, has thrown seven interceptions at two camp practices. (laughs) Uh, So the Vegas media obviously drumming it up as a story. So that left Josh McDaniels to answer for that on his concern level. No, no concerns. I mean, we've also seen some really good throws and some, you know, stretches where the offense is really um, doing a lot of good things. And I think this is that time of camp every year where, it's very competitive. Um, you know, everybody that's out there is really competing in their own position group. Yeah, it's competitive. Everyone's competing. So that explains the seven picks that Garoppolo has thrown. So if you're not, uh, for those of you who are not in the studio, the day began with Boyle angry that there wasn't sound to play. Now there is sound to play, and the mouse is he doing can't him dirty. can't play it. Well... <laughs> it's a tough morning for Boyle. I had to slow the mouse down. because That's a rivalry. We, we ran into, the, yeah, me and this mouse. That's the best <laughs> rivalry in college football. I do want to take back my comments I made off the air about no tape being in there past 1030. There is a bunch of football tape that was put in around 11, 12 oh, midnight. Okay. okay. But, I mean, just can we get some post game from Sunday Night Baseball? Anyway, meanwhile, in Carolina, they were busy over the weekend. They signed four-time Pro Bowl edge rusher Justin Houston to fit in their 3-4 defensive scheme this year. Houston had a resurgence season for the Ravens in 2022. He produced nine and a half sacks, but slowed down in the second half of the year. Only a half of those nine and a half came in the final seven games. Uh, But Houston's 111 and a half career sacks ranked fifth among active players. And then the Panthers continue to forge the future for number one overall pick Bryce Young, naming him their preseason opener starting QB. Here's Young over the weekend on taking responsibility with the offense. A lot of stuff to clean up on tape. You know, defense definitely won the day-to-day. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I got to do better. Um, you know, and, you know, just us as a unit, we have to do better. I have to do better individually, all of us. You know, we, we take we take responsibility, take accountability for that stuff. So The Vikings added receiver depth over the weekend, signing to kill Harry after he worked out at their facility. So their four main targets are now, of course, Justin Jefferson, first-round pick Jordan Addison, and then Jalen Rieger and Nikhil Harry. I feel like Nikhil Harry's on a different team every year. Yeah, and an original Patriot pick, another thing that didn't work out for them. He was on the the Bears last year? Yeah. Did he have, like, more than nine catches? And I don't think he was on the Bears for all of last year. I think he finished the year with them, and then they cut him. He's also wearing number 28. Is he really? Yes. What's the significance behind that? AP. That oh, yeah. And then it's also just a weird number for a wide receiver. It is a weird number. I, I couldn't care less about, like, that Adrian Peterson's number deserves not to be in the rotation in Minnesota, but just him at wide receiver 28, that's like old school college. Dude, I actually I actually oversold Nikhil Harry. Seven catches last year with the Bears. Good for him. <laughs> in how many games? Seven. All right. Seven catches in seven games. Surprised it took so long for him to find, uh, to find a job then. Yeah, really. Uh, the Eagles not resting on their laurels at all. They signed two vet linebackers over the weekend, Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham, both to one-year deals. Those two have several 100 tackle seasons between the two of them. Uh, Women's World Cup right now, it just went final in Aussie land. The co-hosts Australia taking out Denmark 2-0. Earlier this morning, England, they survived that red card in the 87th minute. You can't step on players, as you mentioned, Bogus. <laughs> Uh, but they were still good enough in the penalty shootout to beat Nigeria. They're on to the quarterfinals. Baseball from last night. Uh, Sunday night baseball, as we mentioned, Dodgers crushed the Padres 8-2. to Freddie Freeman went deep. 
Mookie Betts went deep. Ahmed Rosario went deep. How about that? Ahmed Rosario was useless. I was waiting for this. For the Guardians. And they took an even more useless player back in Noah Syndergaard. He goes to Cleveland, gets hit by a comebacker. I don't think he's pitched since then. And now Rosario has nine RBI in eight games as a Dodger. Yeah. He's got an OPS of just under a thousand. I was I was hoping you would comment on, you know, why couldn't he be this with the Mets? Well, the Mets traded him to get Francisco Lindor. True. But because he was tradable, because he he wasn't Francisco Lindor. He could have been. He could have and they also had Andres Jimenez, who also could have been Francisco Lindor for not three hundred and fifty million dollars, but they traded both of them to get Lindor. I, I probably still would have made that trade. Yes, I, I have no no, you have to make that trade. They need they yeah. needed a, a player like that. Yeah, uh, really quickly, just to hit on the things that I did in the first hour. Wyndham Championship yesterday. Lucas Glover wins it at twenty under. But the main story: Justin Thomas misses out on the FedEx Cup playoffs by one stroke after he almost holed in a forty or fifty yard little birdie chip. So heartbreak for JT. Uh, Live golf. In case anybody cares, Bryson DeChambeau won that yesterday. Uh, somewhere in America where uh, the CW maybe had it on. Maybe they cut out for reruns of the 1970s show. (laughs) Wait, what was that, Pete? Did you play the... The scientist. (laughs) Louis Louis Uthay then. Was it this one in Jersey? They played in Jersey recently, but... I think this one was in West Virginia. Oh, okay. Oh, the Greenbrier maybe? I saw uh, the, old, the old white course in White Sulphur Springs. I think that is the Greenbrier. Uh, anyway. Wrong, followed by the Jeffersons on, uh, <laughs> C- on the CW. <laughs> anyway, really quickly to finish here, WNBA mentioned the other three scores from yesterday, but the big game yesterday, the Liberty and the Aces, a possible WNBA Finals preview, and New York destroyed Vegas 99-61, outscoring them 50-17 in the second half. And now, let's get stunned. Yeah. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Okay, so Bogish being the handsome gentleman that he is and an alpha dolphin, right? If you ever were to be a dolphin, you'd be an alpha one. Alpha dolphin, beta human. Yes. There you go. That's on your tombstone. Sent me this one. Brooke just nodded yes. I don't know how to take that. Brooke nodded yes? She did. Well, she knows what beta means because she's so young Brooke, like you. Is Brooke nodding? I can't see what she's doing, but Brooke, nod if you're nodding at Bogus being a beta human or nod if you're nodding at Bogus being an alpha dolphin? Neither. She's confused. Okay. It's fine. All right, Brooke. Thanks for coming. Neither. Uh, Neither. Different nod. So anyway, a 400-pound black bear known as Hank the Tank was captured on Friday with her three cubs by California wildlife authorities. So why are wildlife capturing Hank the Tank, you may ask? Who's a female bear, Yes. Is she the infamous cocaine bear? Did she gobble up some poor little bunny rabbit? And yes, she is a female, even though her name is Hank. Uh, it's rude. We'll get to that in a second. No, Hank the Tank is apparently responsible for at least 21 home break-ins, officials said. And she is being shot and skinned for her fur later this week. <laughs> what home. is she being? No, I'm kidding. They're tra- She'll be a rug in my lodge. They're, they're transporting her to an animal sanctuary in Colorado. Hiring her as a tape pop. <laughs> That's Pete's next hire. She's applying for Sean's job. <laughs> No, so they transported her to an animal sanctuary in Colorado. I mean, they did tranquilize her, but this is an uplifting stun to a news, not the Silence of the Lambs breakdown we got from Emmanuel <laughs> on Friday. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> 
So these break-ins were going down in the South Lake Tahoe area. So how did they know Sweet Hank was the one breaking in these homes? Fall well, prints. Well, they, yeah, they do and they don't. Apparently, they trace the bear DNA from these home break-ins back to her. But hold on. Hold on. Hank is actually one of three bears responsible for the rummaging and ransacking incidents that took place mostly last year. But Hank's taking the full rap? Yeah, so get this. So Jordan Traverso, one of the spokespeople for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, said, I guess they all technically are Hank the Tank. I mean, that's the most no. stunned news part of the story right there. Right? lawyer. That sweet poor female bear is taking the fall by herself for the other two. What? I, I don't like this. I don't like the sexist name. I don't like the right? fact that one bear is taking the heat for all three of them. There's This can't go down like this. I hope those other two bears rip that community apart. I think we should all be alpha humans now and go... One bear gets in trouble, or no, I mean, all of them get in trouble, or none of them get in trouble. So, the, Can't and, be like this. and also, they captured her three cubs, and they're hoping to rehabilitate them by sending them to Simona County Wildlife Rescue. So, they're ripping her cubs from her. And rehabilitate them away from being criminals? What are they, they're going to bear prison? What does that even mean? Well, I guess they're putting them in a wildlife rescue, and they're just, you know, I guess rehabilitating, meaning, hey, we took your mom from you, but hopefully you turn into normal bears, and not ones that at the first sign of trying to exit and destroy and kill people, you'll do that. Not exactly gentle Ben. No, this story's a mess. <laughs> um, anyway, there was somewhere in the article mentioned one of the one of the guys for one of the rescues or sanctuary said he estimates anywhere from 300 to 1,000 bears are euthanized a year. So luckily, Hank the Tank, or Henrietta the Tank, as some are starting to call her, because uh, God forbid we can't have a female bear with a male bear name, um, she survived that. She, she did not get shot and skin for her fur. Well, I'm gonna, I am I will strongly, for the second time, disagree with you. She, she can't be named Hank. It just doesn't work. Is there a female name that rhymes with the tank? I can't think of the top of my head. <sighs> Joni. But, no. No. We, we could have called her Joni. Joni, Joni the to. Pony. Joni the Pony would have worked. Uh, test the tank. But Hank the Tank has to be for a male bear. I mean, there are rules here. So I think that's disrespectful to this this lady to begin with. I think it's disrespectful. They're they're lumping three bears into into one. That too. I'm glad they're not actually being killed and skinned for your for your winter log cabin fireside chats with lady friends, setting the mood. But these bears, they were they were ripping off screen doors and parts of garage doors, rummaging through garbage, scratching cars, and one ripped off the siding of one house in a possible attempt to enter the house. Wow, like the Kool-Aid man? They're just running through walls now? <laughs> and, and, and we'll go, no, we don't have an extra strap in 2023! I mean, look, you get what you, you get what you get for living, wanting to live on, on Lake Tahoe. You're in the woods, you're in the wildlife, expect some bears. Yeah, I mean, is there not, I'm not up to bear protection technology. Is there not like a, some kind of electrical fence type thing you can put up? Like something that just keeps them away from your property safely, aside from moving them and therefore having to run the risk of them pulling your siding off your house? I guess, but I would say an electrical fence probably runs you a couple grand. All right. Put some honey, like, by right. a river. Down away. river? Yeah, Go down for honey, the salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Find the neighbor you hate and bury salmon in his backyard and make that the place for the bears. 100%. There you go. Oregon and Oregon State rivals rivals and neighbors can do that to each other. Poor Hank the Tank and her two accomplices. I mean, I'm not condoning breaking and entering, but we've got to handle this better if we're the Lake Tahoe officials. Yeah. And ripping the cubs from her. You can't put them in the same one. Right. She's just a bear being a bear. She shouldn't be punished at all. for. You've got to move them, relocate them. Okay, fine. That's. I get that. But don't, take our, don't take our kids away. That's what we do as humans. Do what we want. Break up rivalries, break up bear families.
Everyone's a possible victim. LSU teased this on Friday. We may get to it today on Monday. LSU has a new injury reporting system because of gambling. Brian Kelly, I think, has the right idea here. It's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Back with you, wrapping up hour number three of the DA Show on this Monday morning. Bogus in for DA. He's in for Jim Rome today through Thursday, as you should know by now. That is noon to 3 Eastern here on CBS Sports Radio and CBS Sports Network. Full-on TV for DA this evening or this afternoon and tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. Next hour for us, Tyson Alger of the I-5 Quarter will help us go back through college football realignment, expansion, and in particular, Oregon and Washington leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. We also need to revisit the Angels not trading Shohei Otani, trading for other pieces, and since the deadline, they have yet to win a baseball game. Right now, though, very quickly, the injury report that you know from the NFL, probable, questionable, doubtful, out, that is a a nod to betting. That was a way to give people who were betting illegally at that time, for the most part, on football games, information. That it was out there, so there was not inside info floating around. There still always, obviously, is, because those reports are not 100% accurate. But those were designed to put things out there to prevent people from knowing that so-and-so was hurt and wasn't going to play, and that was a secret, and then they bet and they won. So LSU is now following suit. There is no official injury report in college football. Some schools do it. Most schools do not. Schools can decide what it looks like and what they do. LSU is basically this year going to give us an NFL-style report throughout the week and eventually will deem players available or unavailable at the end of the week so we know whether they're going to be out there or not. And Brian Kelly said, the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't want anybody around here being pressured by outside forces to give them information, to give them tips to make their betting. And I think that's a very smart idea. I don't know how bad a problem that actually is. If it's a bad one already or it could have been a bad one, I'm glad Brian Kelly's addressing it. I'm also happy that he's giving up the joke of like protecting injury info. We know who's playing. We know who's not playing. Just tell us, be up front, and everybody wins. When we come back, It's Shohei. It's a mess in Anaheim. Things are backfiring nonstop for the Halos. That's next on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.